What's up? What's up? This is Shanae and Tamika, and you're listening to I Hear You. <laughs> you hear me? You hear me? You hear me? <laughs> nah. Tell me about your day. We had a day. Tell me about your day. We had some boob oven today. Oop. What? You gonna, tell, you gonna talk about? I'm just saying. I had a good romantic day. That's that's what I remember about my day. I visited my family. So that's what's up. It's one of those Sunday afternoons. It's a little bit of rain. It's a yeah. nice breeze. It was a really nice rainstorm earlier, which I feel like I missed it because I was so like drained from traveling. Mm-hmm. But. I also saw my sister today, and we went to one of my favorite places, Relish, which I realized my appetite is not where it used to be. So I only had like a plate and a half for $27. I'm so mad. <laughs> it was like a buffet, and usually I could go in, but I couldn't. I hear you. I mean, I was, <laughs> you hear me? You hear me? <laughs> you hear me? <laughs> nah, I mean, I was very proud of myself, but I was also like, <laughs> We're not doing this again. Right. <laughs> There's no reason. Because it was a buffet. Yeah. You got one point. Yeah, I don't know what my... I mean, if I do like a Chinese buffet and it's like 15 bucks, I'm here for it. That's a deal. Not no 27 bucks plus a food tax and everything else. So, no thank you. Alright. Word. Um, how do you feel like... <laughs> this is so for my job, but like, how are you showing up in this space today? <laughs> <laughs> no, today we're talking about vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um... And as it plays out in romantic relationships. Yeah. Romantic specifically, because vulnerability looks very different um, depending on the type of relationship you have with the person. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think it's definitely like showing up in our relationship a lot. (laughs) Our Virgo asses. Um, (laughs) I think that what's great is like we've been in our bliss bubble. Our energy is so romantic right now. It hasn't always been that way, Mm-mm. like even from the beginning. So yeah, it's just different. And I think like one thing that you kept saying, you know, even today is that it's making me want to open up more. I want to yeah. open up more. So it's like we both have this desire to be really close with one another, but it doesn't come naturally. It's not mm-hmm. our natural way of being to mm-hmm. just share everything directly. And so it's great because we, we have this romantic energy in a space to become vulnerable but we have to accept that you know it it's not as natural yeah um as it may be for some people which is really interesting because if people like saw us in per like the way we are with each other on the day to day i think people would be like oh my gosh like they have this super perfect romantic bon- like crazy like all these like <laughs> i know like all of these like positive attributes for a relationship but we work so damn hard that like if we had to like name our journey right now it would be like a season of vulnerability because of how much is coming up for us um today when we were talking and I was like you know what like I'm loving you more like and as I continue to like fall like I'm already like freaking madly in love with you but like falling deeper in love with you I noticed that my needs are changing um in a positive way but also shaping 
um, my want and my desire to be more vulnerable with you. And that means that you do have to do something different. Um, so as I want to be more vulnerable, like my needs are changing, which means you do have to do something different. And it's not a bad thing. Like it's absolutely not like today. Um, and I'm, I'll also say, say this again at the end, but like today I was like, I want to be more vulnerable with you. I need you to be more compassionate with me because like and I guess that's like the first question but like how was how were you taught vulnerability and what that looked like for you um for me it was not a thing like you don't like vulnerability was not a thing we're not talking well my mom and I and my my mom my brother my sister and I like we talked feelings I also have a dad who is very much so like very masculine and very like we don't emote with each other when we say I love you it's like I love you, bye. Like, it's not some very, like, openness, I guess, you, mm -hmm. you will. So, like, I don't really know openness outside of being with my mom, my brother, my sister, and, like, some of my first cousins, you know? So, for me, it just, vulnerability wasn't a thing. Like, I was with my friends, whatever. Like, it, I could still be a great friend, and I didn't really have to focus on vulnerability. But for you, like, how do you feel like vulnerability showed up in your life and what you were taught? I think that we were taught to speak about things factually. So there was so much talking growing up and a lot of communication, even to the point, at, at one point, my parents, um, they were like having a rough time. It just seemed like just a lot of arguing. Mm -hmm. um, I was about maybe 14, maybe. And my younger sister, she was at school and they had came up with, um, they were teaching her about conflict resolution. And so she was like, we should do it together as a family because, like, everybody was where there was way too much arguing, just, mm -hmm. like, even with my sister and I. Um, and so we did the conflict resolution. We talked about issues and problems, but it was more focused on the facts. What happened, you know, when it came to how I felt, it's just very factual. Yeah. And then what can we do to change it? You know, mm -hmm. we didn't really stay in the feelings part of it and just... I would say that, um, no, there wasn't a whole lot of vulnerability. You yeah. just basically said what you wanted to change. Um, and that's how things were pretty much focused. I think I want to jump right into like the challenge for me with vulnerability is that like, if I, if someone says something to me or they share something with me, I don't always hear, um, the heart of what they're saying. Yeah. I hear the words, mm -hmm. and then I check the words. I want to know if the words are true, if my idea of what happened lines up with what they said. Yeah. And that's how I basically, it's basically almost like fact-checking what somebody It's very programmatic. Says. Like, it's like, it's like. It is. It is. It's, it's <laughs> like a police report. You know, who, what, where, when, why. And then if it doesn't add up, it's almost like, well, that's a false, you know, statement. And communication really shouldn't be like that. It should be. So the challenge for me is that um, I want to get to the place where I can hear the heart of a person and not be so focused on the words. And mm -hmm. it's something that you do usually say to me. I can't remember exactly how you word it. You'll say, um, not don't hammer that, but... Harp on it. Don't harp on it. <laughs> don't harp on the way that I said that. Or yeah. you might say, you know, the semantics really aren't important. Mm -hmm. And sometimes for me, it's like, I want to argue, you know, the semantics are important because I want you to use the words that I agree with. And it's almost like, if if you don't use the words that I agree with, then I don't want to accept what you said. You know, and it's almost like, I want to change what you said so that it's 
it's acceptable for me, but that creates such a barrier from really being in touch and in tune with the person that you're communicating with. It prevents vulnerability. But then if you match all of those things that you need in that setting with me like struggling so hard to open up and when I do my word choices may not be the best and not like it's cursing or negative but like if I say you did and I'm not using I statements and like those types right. of things right. it is this like con consistent conflict in a sense and it doesn't happen every day it's not every day mm -mm. but when it does come to the point where I'm like wow like I want to share this I didn't like how this happened and then I'm sharing and you're like all right let me do my little fact check in my head and I'm not even done talking but as soon as I start talking and bring up like you know a you statement or this experience I had it's like you're doing all of those things by the time I'm done talking you've already like decided hey you know what they didn't happen this way. Tamika's not telling the story right. She's like centering me on this and I don't want to be censored. And then you come back at me with something that's not compassion mm -hmm. or that's not like a conversation. And I'm like, well, damn, this is why, you know what? This is why I don't open up. Let me channel my dad right now and just like shut it down. Um, and it creates a barrier in terms of my ability to communicate because it. It also adds to like my laundry list of times when I tried to be open with anybody. They didn't, you know, accept it. And I'm like, well, this is why you don't do it. Um, and what I'm doing isn't healthy either. So it's like, it's not like you're just doing something unhealthy. What I'm doing isn't healthy either, either because I need something very specific in that moment and I'm not asking for that. Um, yeah. I think that um, it's definitely an area I can tell like we both want it so much it's like mm -hmm. man we know things are great and we both want to move forward and just grow with each other and enjoy each other and know each other better on different levels mm -hmm. but it's like we hit this this little block that we both have and we both want to address so I think one thing I've been noticing is like I don't know notice all the time that it's a vulnerable moment until like the end <laughs> it's like we yeah. get to the end of, and when I say the end I mean like where we start to pick up like some sort of resolution mm -hmm. and by then I'm like oh you had feelings and and you wanted me to listen to your feelings and in my head I'm literally like no I just wanted to listen to what you said and I want to know like sometimes I think like what we've been realizing is vulnerability vulnerability looks different for you and like what does that mean for me that means that if i am being vulnerable like i i used to joke remember when we were like we started joking a few months ago like are you emoting right now or i'm gonna emote i think we kind of like stopped doing that in the last like month or so just on some like we didn't realize it or what have you i think we do it when it's like you only emote about work yeah you emote yeah. about other people that's true when you emote about what you need from me yeah i don't say i'm emoting it's too <laughs> much vulnerability i feel i feel yeah. like it's too intense that's true to really be that honest and direct and say hey this is touchy for me you know like we never have gotten right. there it's, it's because just, that's, that's vulnerability but not I where we are where i fall short is when i talk about my feelings i am so damn factual like we talked very recently feelings over or logic over feelings like mm -hmm. i'm like all right this is what you did and sometimes i'm, I'm kind of gonna like um go through like the journey of the shit that we experience so it's like all right tamika has this issue something happened that shanae did that tamika didn't like 
I'm like, in my head, so then in my head, because I also have anxiety, so in my head, I'm like, all right, do I say something? So I talk to myself, and I'm like, all right, say it. You got this, girl. And we could be watching something random. I'm like, hey, so when you did this, I didn't like it. I'm not really saying, like, what what I felt. That's what we talked about today. I'm like, I feel like you should have did whatever, but I'm still not saying what I felt. I'm just like, I did not like, I felt. That's it. No feelings attached. And then you're going, you hear that and you're like, hmm, let me go through this list of things. Okay, what she's saying right here don't add up. That one word she used painted me as if I was wrong or what have you. And then you come back at me with that. And then so like, then we're like going back and forth and we missed an entire opportunity yeah. to just sit and be like, okay, cool. I missed an opportunity to say, you know what? When you did X, Y, and Z, it made me feel invalidated it made me feel upset i felt frustrated i felt like all of these things i didn't say that you missed an opportunity to be like what tamika said she felt something let me just listen let me see what i what the role i played in that even if it wasn't exactly what tamika said what role did i play in that and sit on that and then we kind of like journey through like you going and being silent and figuring out okay because I'm just I'm just gonna take him on a full journey. Like you go be silent to figure out, and not in some like I'm slamming doors kind of way. And I always I always bring up these super um, unhealthy behaviors because I want people to know that you can go through something and um it doesn't just because it's not unhealthy doesn't mean we're handling it right. Mm-hmm. So that's why I always bring up those things. But you go be silent, and then one or two things happen. You come to me on some let me lay with you shit. Or I'll go to you and like, like I did today, I like took your phone and I was like, and then you like came in the room and we were talking and I'm like, just like little things like that to say like, I'm ready basically. And then we have this conversation and we're better able to, we're better equipped to journey through the actual conversation. Still takes time, still takes patience. All of it takes vulnerability. Um, But we're missing the mark there. And it's it's just very interesting in a sense, the cycle that we're experiencing. Yeah, deep breath. Because <laughs> I think I like what you said about we miss an opportunity. And I think it's just, I'm so excited for us because I know we're going to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's we definitely miss the opportunity. And it, it takes courage. Mm-hmm. It takes courage to be able to say, hey, man, I'm hurting and here's why. Yeah. Um, because and I think I wonder what the fear is that's holding us back. It's gotta be something, you know. Sure, you I know, can name it all. Is the, <laughs> tell me sure. about that because there's a reason why we're not boldly telling us, "Hey, this really bothered me." It's like, what are we afraid of to to really say? That? I have never loved somebody the way I loved you. And if any of my exes are listening, I'm gonna say it again. I have never <laughs> loved somebody the way that I love you, and I feel like I got a whole lot of stink in us. And I, I've never, like, I don't have, my parents, my dad married about three years ago. I think my mom just hit her two-year mark or maybe one-year mark of marriage. And so I don't have this long history of, you know, successful marriages and successful love. It don't even have to be marriage, but successful love. And so every time I emote in it, we miss the opportunity. I'm like, yep, this is why I don't do it. This is why, like, I am afraid. I am very afraid to be heartbroken because that does something to the mind, body, spirit, soul, like, the career, the, like, the day-to-day, um, the mental health, everything. And so 
I am not that I'm. I don't even want to say I'm protecting myself from you because I, I got a lot further with you vulnerability than I ever got with anybody else. But not that I'm protecting myself from you, but I'm protecting myself like, and I don't use the word protecting because I I want to be more open. It's hard. Right. It is a wall. It's a barrier, and every single time something happens that does not add to love, it means heartbreak. <laughs> like, right. Right. So I'm like, I'm bad. So it's kind of like fear that you'll go in the wrong direction. Yeah. And I today, what I said today, I was like, I was like, it sounds so poetic, but the more I fall in love with you, the more I want to open up. But I, I said that because I want you to know. Like, this is not, like, I, I'm falling deeper in love. And, like, it's it feels more intense. Like, we just spent about five days apart because I was traveling. Like, right. that separation feels intense. Like, you are my best friend. You are so important to me. Um, and I don't want to be hurt by you. I don't know that it would even be intentional. But I still don't want that to happen. <laughs> I think, for me, that's the, I don't think, that for me, that, that really hits it right there it's that it's it's not that um i'm afraid you're trying to do something to me on purpose mm-hmm. i'm afraid you don't understand something about me okay. um that maybe i didn't explain it clearly maybe it's something that i don't know about myself and you don't know about me either and we're going to find it out together and that just sounds scary to me you know what i mean it's just those i'm not at a place where i think that you know you're evil or you're gonna like i don't know backstab me or something like that it's just those unknowns the uncertainty of it all and but you also don't want somebody to be manipulative to you or i don't control and i do get i will say i do get triggered from time to time it's like if i hear you lately it's been um sometimes it's been like if i if if you say something to me and i hear it as a deep criticism and I have other thought, other thoughts that are, that I feel like kind of go along with what you said, mm-hmm. then that's what I feel in the moment. I don't feel just what you said. I feel like other criticisms. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I might be more defensive about those, about all of those things than just what you said. Um, and so I, I mean, what I committed to today was basically like, when you tell me something needs to change or you didn't like something I'm gonna be quiet for like maybe you know five minutes mm-hmm. just to make sure I'm really listening to what you said so I'm not such in this state of um, being triggered where I'm giving you a defensive reaction yeah um and I think that what I'm hearing like you know I'm definitely recognizing the fear that is in both of our lives and just like the courage that we want to have to show up and really address these things and then keep it moving because I don't know. That's really my goal in life is just to enjoy life and to make changes where they need to be made. And I think we enjoy each other so much in so many other avenues that when we can't enjoy this part, it's like, wait, nah, you're my best friend, my thought partner, my, you know, romantic partner. Like you're all these things, but I can't enjoy this like area of growth with you. Like it's strange. And so we we're very intentional about it. And I think I'm much more intentional than I've ever been about it. But I'm like, nah, I if if you say something and I feel bothered by it, if this was anybody else, you'd be the first person I go to. <laughs> like, why can't you I go talk to you? about it? Yeah. yeah, like why can't I go to you for that? That's strange. That's wild. Um, so I think that like that definitely plays a factor, and I think that's why we're being so intentional. And of course, 
It's the fun part. I'm like, curious. What do you think would have changed or would have been different if we grew up, either of us, being more comfortable with vulnerability? Like, how would that have changed anything? I think I wouldn't have this issue with emoting, period. Like, and not to say that if I grew... Let's... We're going to paint a whole picture. I'm changing my whole life around for y'all. But, um, like, I grew up two-parent household. They were always married. They were they always had this healthy love. If I saw that to the end, like, my if my parents were still married or still, you know, at this really healthy place, I think I would be able to um, validate the fact that it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't have that validation that it's okay. I have more validation that it's wrong. Mm-hmm. But going back to the original question of, like, what would have happened I think that I would have come in more open like this is like a year plus in the making of us opening the heck up and and just like being able to accept the love that the other person's given like there's a lot of areas that were easy for us in a sense like it was always like in a sense easy to have conversations with you to talk life to plan life like to move into like there were so many things that were so easy for us mm-hmm. that this part was like, nah, I need some time. I need a year plus in before I'm going to say, hey, I want to, like, the love was there. Like, we said I love you hella early, too. So, it's like, all of these things were there, but this vulnerability piece, it feels like it's something that's like, it's like the icing on the cake, in a sense, um, where I can have all of these, you know, other positive interactions and experiences with you and now I'm like well let me grow here because I want to show up better for you um for me too and I I deserve that like and I know I deserve it and I know that as my best friend he would be like hell yeah you deserve that you should be getting that from somebody right and so it's when it's you it makes sense for me to talk to you about it because I know you would you would want it for me so what do you think would be different (laughs) if I if I grew up being comfortable with vulnerability I think that I would have had enough experiences mm-hmm. um, to know that not only is it okay to be vulnerable, but that it's a part of the relationship. Yeah. Like, you know, it would feel natural. Being vulnerable does not feel natural. Heck no. Nah. You know, it's like the moment. I'm in a different land experience. <laughs> the moment that I start to feel vulnerable, it's like all those defenses go up. And I'm preparing, like, you know, a little bit for a battle. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make sure, I'm going to make sure that you're not going to do anything to me. And I think that, um, I don't know. And I, in, in a way, I'm kind of imagining, like, just being prepared to be vulnerable. And just, I don't know, visualizing how that would change things. And I think also, I like the word prepared you said, because I think also being prepared to teach somebody how to not accept but acknowledge your vulnerability i think that's the piece that we're also trying to figure out it's like when i am vulnerable and i my words don't align with your what you're you know um processing them as how do i teach you how to show up for me like that's like (laughs) um, i don't even know how to show up in that moment like i don't because i haven't done it i don't know what that means but if i had grown up being vulnerable or knowing what that means, I probably would have experience of at least what I don't want or what I don't need. Um, and now I'm like, um, you were talking about like, oh, now when you talk, I'm going to be quiet for five minutes. I was like, um, but can you not go out the room? Can you at least stay in the room? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't even know if I'm going to need that, but we're going to try it and see. Like, I, yeah. I'm figuring out what I need with you. And that's also, um, it's an experience, not in a negative way. So you said... One of the things you said today was that I want to be closer. 
Um, it requires vulnerability. Mm-hmm. I need you to be compassionate. What does that mean? It means that like I I just need you to the educator in me. Like I need you to meet me where I am and I need you to just like show up in that moment for me. Like show up as like, okay, Tamika may not have articulated everything she felt like in this like, you know, perfect poetry way, but she's feeling something like humanize me in that moment and not just like try to don't think I'm being defensive like I am like your number one fan and cheerleader so it's like if I say something I don't want you to think like oh this validates some other experience and so Tamika's doing this 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 against me or Tamika thinks I'm wrong and then no I'm just trying to get my needs met in that moment not to ever disregard yours but it's not ever if I tell you something about my experience it's not ever to hurt you or to negatively impact you. It's to say, hey, friend, best friend, like, lover, all these, like, all these things that you are to me, I know if you knew this, you would show up different for me. So, like, that compassion is, like, like, go through this journey with me. Allow me to, like, open up and it's going to take time and be okay with that and know that, like, I'm always coming to you with this, like, intent of loving you more and us growing mm-hmm. it's not an attempt at oh my god you did this i think that's not that even my vocabulary to do this when you mentioned the compassion that helped me change the tone of mm-hmm. the conversation it um, sounded like softer and like it did <laughs> <laughs> and i mean and it helped me know like when you said it that way it's like oh okay i know what i need to do to be compassionate it was like almost like i knew immediately mm-hmm. um but just the way that i was thinking of the conversations was very much almost like a debate and defensive like you like i was like don't be defensive of what i'm saying like i'm not trying to say anything wrong but then i mean there's also times when i'm not allowing you to be vulnerable either like i'm not um, I'm not showing up for you either. So, like, in those moments where you are being vulnerable, and I joke a whole lot, so that's something that we... <laughs> I think we've had to work on that a lot more than um, a few other things, but in the moments when you feel like you're being vulnerable and I'm not showing up for you with compassion or humanizing you, like, what's that experience like for you? And also, like, what do you need? So... Um, I think one of the things that makes it hard for me to be vulnerable is um, when you're angry. It's like, it feels like disapproval. And I think, um, I don't know. I feel like the thing with disapproval is, like, you're not supposed to care too much about what anybody thinks. Mm -hmm. It's not supposed to affect you so much that you can't do what you need to do. But at the same time, if you're in a relationship, you have to care about what the other person um, is saying and what they need. It's, it's a part of a, a give and take. Sometimes it is hard for me to balance both of those things at the same time. Um, and when I see that you're angry or you're really frustrated or you disapprove of something, then it, it it's almost like I become this person that's like, I really want to show up for you. And that gets clouded sometimes. Um, when I need to be vulnerable and it's 
It's like I have to make a choice. But for me, I really need clarity. And that's what the quietness is about. If I'm quiet for five minutes and I really think about what's happening, then I can hear You're more rational. You know, I can hear exactly <laughs> the emotions go away. Yeah. Right. It is. I am more rational because I can think clearly about what's happening. I can hear what I need yeah. and I can hear what you need. If it's just emotion and, you know... I just feel like you're criticizing me and I feel defensive, then it's going to be an argument. It's going to yeah. be a fight. I think it's interesting because you and I, like, we have a pretty, like, I will say vast vocabulary when it comes to speaking about feelings, but we haven't been using it. Like, remember, like, in the beginning, we were using, like, the cards that we made and, like, all these, we were using tools and being very intentional, intentional about uh, intentional about how we spoke to each other but when you just said like when I get angry I was thinking about when we were on a call recently and we weren't around each other and like we were going in on each other and I was like I was angry because neither of us took a step back yeah. to be like yo this is bothering both of us why are we do like why are we speaking like this and then I, I don't know when you said that I was like when was I angry and I was like oh huh a week ago or so like that anger is really hard it's really hard for me and I like I don't know I just I really wait for that moment of clarity and then I can sometimes I can see like the root and the cause of things but I gotta just be quiet for a minute I'm gonna push back a little bit because that anger comes from when I say something and you go in your head and you make it like well these things didn't happen and then we go into this whirlwind so that's the only thing I'm gonna push back on I know I can get pissed and I can get like very argumentative as well but i also know that it's because of not being heard okay okay um i'm checking you for your like is, are you, ahead, are you, you asking me is no i think accurate? i just got a little i think i got a little defensive in this moment <laughs> i hear it i hear it i totally got a little defensive i was like when i get angry now i think we should try to start all sentences with i feel we, I do that already. I don't follow up with the actual feelings. I'll be like, I'll be like, I feel like you, <laughs> right? But I don't say like, I felt upset when you like. I know all that stuff. I don't say that. That's not how I talk. And remember how I used to always push back on like, I have a degree in counseling, but I don't want to be a counselor. It's probably to excuse the dumb things that I do or the inconsiderate things that I do. I'm just saying. I think that when when I hear. When I actually, like, the last couple, the last two or three, the last three times we had, like, you know, some sort of conflict, when I realized what you really needed, like, my heart melted. I really did feel compassion. And you know what I mean? But it's like, if I knew from the beginning that that's what was going on, like, in one moment you had anxiety or two. In two moments you had anxiety, but you don't look anxious to me. You yes. know, my anxiousness looks different than yours does. So, because you don't look like something that I recognize as anxious, I'm approaching you as if you're just, you know, agitated. I feel like I'm talking to a frustrated person when really I'm talking to an anxious person. And when I know that what your true feelings are, it makes it so much easier to address the situation. But I need to first know what you feel. I feel so validated right now. I just need to tell you that. Like, I was like, yo. Because today we talked about that. I, girl, I when you said I was angry, I was like, I don't even know the last time. I know we was on the phone and we was mad at each other. But I don't know why we were. I forget why we were arguing, but it was because of anxiety. Yeah. Um, and I think I do want to do a separate, like, topic on, like, loving somebody who deals with anxiety. Um, but 
what you said was you don't know that you're dealing with an anxious person because it shows up as frustration. Mm-hmm. And even, um, I think it was today, you were when emoting and like vulnerability. I don't, I am not. If you looked up the definition of vulnerability, when I am vulnerable, it's literally the complete opposite. It's the opposite. Because I'm being quote unquote vulnerable with all of these walls and barriers and all of these things up that it's really not vulnerability. Right. right. It's my version of vulnerability because of what I'm trying to protect myself from. But this is not vulnerability. I think you feel vulnerable, but I don't know if you're in a state of vulnerability. I don't I I think I'm in a state for where I am or where I've been. Not where I want to be. And that's why I told you today, I was like, I want to be more vulnerable. This is what I need. But I I still think it's very important what you said about, like, the way my vulnerability or my anxiety shows up is not what you are used to. And so clearly, and probably after this, we need to do an activity or something. But clearly, (laughs) and I'm going to kind of talk through the activity, but just writing the word vulnerability at the top of the page. And I'm going to list down what those symptoms look like for me or what it feels like for me. And I'll probably write, like, I feel this. It looks like this. Um, And I I definitely encourage folks to do that with their partner because, like, especially with my anxiety, it showed up, like, back to back um, because we were, like, moving and stuff. Uh, But that's very important. Well, see, and I want to give, like, a quick example because it's, like, one Mm -hmm. of the things we were frustrated with is we were moving. And I don't know why. We're two Philly natives. And we just were not thinking, like, we definitely had the money. We had the money to rent a U-Haul and to get movers. Mm -hmm. Just the way I think we were both raised, we like, we gonna move ourselves. You know what I mean? Like, we got a Jeep. We doing it ourselves. So we put our bed on top of the Jeep, and then we, like, tied it and, like, had the bars on there. And it's just, like, almost like some kind of ceremony, um... I just, I guess that's just, you know, what we were used to. Mm-hmm. So I think my whole thing was cause like, so Mika definitely like got anxious, but what Tamika is, is like an assertive personality. So I think that what happens is when you get anxious, you just start trying to figure things out and then do them mm-hmm. to fix it. But I would agree. sometimes it can be irrational or overkill. So it could seem irrational. We wrap that thing every which way. Yeah. Wrap it this way. Then put it through these bars. Then turn it to this way. And, like, after a while, I'm like, in my head, this is bizarre. But she doesn't look nervous at all. She not shaking. When I get anxious, I shake. You know what I mean? <laughs> my hand shakes. Something like that. I look scared. You don't mm-hmm. look scared. You look like you in a fight. And you're going to win. You know what I mean? And so it's like, I didn't treat you like somebody who um needed support i treated you like somebody who had you know a sword and a shield like this is a battle and i'm you know steady trying to tell you how to logically fix it so that we can just get to where we gotta go yeah but you probably really just needed support to know that it would be okay and why and if i had focused on that that would help the situation but it's like i have to be quiet enough and take a step back enough to look and see, oh, okay, this is what she really needs. She might be saying this, but what she really needs is that. And So there's two parts of that. And I want to, even though I may be looking a certain way and not saying, I still am responsible for saying. Right. So that's the one thing I do want to acknowledge. But the other side of that, so like, y'all, we had like backed up our um, Jeep on the curb. So it was like right in front of our apartment. Um, and so I'm tying... 
and I'm tying and I'm tying and literally this knot can't go nowhere else. And then Shanae, so I, I appreciate you just gave your perspective because I'm gonna give like this other part that like how how it was working in my head. So Shanae's like standing behind me and I'm tying. She's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like. Like, I'm tying, I'm tying. I'm doing what I need to do to make me feel better about this drive. Because it was about an hour drive we were going to have to do. Um, and when we picked up the bed on top of the... And put it on top of the car, it was only like 20 minutes. It was not an hour. So, and I know how I felt then. So, I'm tying and I'm tying and I'm trying to make it make sense in my head. So that when I'm sitting in this car later and I know, I'm like, oh, did I do this? I can check that box in my head, right? So... At a certain point of you watching me tie, you start laughing. And that set me off. I was like, wait, oh my gosh, she's laughing at me. She's thinking I'm crazy, da da da, all this stuff, what have you. So we have a small, we have a small tiff about the laughter. I'm like, you're laughing and I'm in, this is my anxiety. And then I think it kind of clicked that it was anxiety because I wasn't showing up that way. Yeah. Um, and my like I I, I have depression and anxiety, but I, I don't name those things all the time. Right. I'm just not that person. I really do take a lot of measures to uh, maintain it. Um, so I'm very conscious about when I name it. So cool, whatever. I name it, and then Shanae's about to drive the car um, off the curb. I go in the house, and I ball crying, and I have a really small anxiety attack. Which you didn't know. So it's like that, like, but that right there triggered the crap out of me. For me to have to like go and cry, and I was like, "All right." By the time she get in, we both had stuff to do um, on our computers. So I was like, "All right, I gotta hurry up. I got like five minutes, or not even five minutes. I got like three minutes to get myself together." I bawled crying, and I'm like, "It's gonna be okay." Like literally an anxiety attack. And the person that I typically call for my anxiety attack, we haven't been in communication, right. so it was like, "Shh, I gotta do this by myself. I can't even text that person and you know get that support that I need while I'm driving with this damn." bed on top of the thing and the frame or the um, bars for the bed um but that's what I had to do in that moment so it's important that number one we do identify what that looks like for me anxiety and vulnerability but also that I start to get the language because you are not a mind reader and if I ask you to read my mind you're gonna be like this ain't logical meanwhile what I am doing anxiety can be a bit irrational so that's true it's not untrue and it doesn't mean that you can't support me, but if I'm not naming it, I also can't expect you to be no damn mind reader. And I'm not doing that, but I've also, I've only named it to one other, like, partner, if that makes sense. And I, I didn't have as much stake in them as I do you. So it's like, wow, like, if I give you, you know, um, what my triggers look like for my anxiety or what it looks like when I'm anxious, that's more, it goes right back to vulnerability. Mm-hmm. So it's like, for us, like, I'm excited to even, like, um, a lot of the stuff of vulnerability happened today. So I'm excited to even be recording this, you know? Mm-hmm. Because it's like we're, we're talking through it and I'm a person who processes out loud. And I, I love when we, you know, I can have these dialogues and things like that. I also think it's just important to like, for me to take responsibility because I know you can handle it. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's something that I'm like, oh, if I tell her she can't handle it, I don't feel that way. I think sometimes <laughs> in you, you're an individualistic person. And even individualistic, though, even though amazing, we work together. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> even though we work together a lot, like I, I really do. just watching you, your brain is kind of like, oh, problem, solution, keep it going. Yeah. And I think sometimes you don't stop to like see that I am there to help. Um, and I like, but I it, it bothered me so much. Like once I realized, oh, 
it's anxiety then I could see it differently but it's mm-hmm. like if I don't know that that's what's happening you really just look like a person taking on the world by yourself yeah you know what I mean like and I I I need you to be vulnerable, vulnerable, so that I can be compassionate. Wait, but also the way you just said it, like a person taking on the word by itself, that probably also is the reason I'm anxious. <laughs> it's because of what well, I do. It's you know, <laughs> no, and I, I say that because a lot of like, um, I spent so many years like after like I was in relationships from like 14 to 21, same two people, what have you. I think I said this in a previous one, and then from like. No, actually, until 20. From, like, 20 to, like, 24, 25, I really was not in relationships. Like, I went through undergrad, grad, a move to New York, all those things, single AF. Mm-hmm. And so it's, like, it takes a lot to, like, yeah. allow you another have person. A mentality. I don't. <laughs> I'm like, listen, if I do it, I'm going to do it. Like, if I got carry bags, okay, one trip with all, like, just me, you know, like, all of these things that I do also create barriers for you though of like how the hell (laughs) this is so funny in my head it's funny i don't know if it's really funny in real life (laughs) but like i want to be vulnerable with you i got all these barriers up just about vulnerability but also about being a couple but then it's like girl god bless you because like (laughs) i mean granted you ain't no angel in this but the thing is is usually you look like you got it you know what i mean and sometimes i'm used to having it i don't step in and i'm like well she's smart she can handle it let me just see what she do and then i try to you know the bed starts slipping just try to catch it like that (laughs) i let you rep the bed even though it didn't make sense i didn't think you were doing it right you know what i mean and it was like well i'll just try to fix it after the fact and so yeah. I don't know. I'm definitely, like, us talking about it this way is beautiful because, you know, I'm kind of excited about the next time. It's, it's definitely the fun part. Oh, it's yeah. like, now I'm ready. I'm like, all right, you I get said, it. You said <laughs> the fun part. It is. No, I'm, I'm ready because it wow. just made so much more sense. When I, like, I didn't, I hate seeing you upset or feeling like something is wrong. And I would rather much know that it's it's an area where I can actually be supportive versus me thinking, you know, that you're trying to attack me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just, it's just a different type of energy and a different tone yeah. when you see it that way. I know I wanted to do a separate thing about anxiety, but for that bed, y'all, first of all, God bless your soul, because we're driving through Philly streets. We didn't even take the highway because my anxiety would not allow us. I was like, not happening. We take Philly streets with all these bumps and stuff, and I'm like, it's slipping, and I'm tall, so like, I'm like, low-key, like, holding it, like, outside of the window, even though we had mad ropes on that thing. We had, like, the little um, bungee thing on it, like, we had everything, and if you're thinking this is crazy, this is not uncommon for Philadelphia people to have beds on top of cars. (laughs) It's not uncommon, but also, we stop at Wendy's because you're hungry, and you drive around so that I can even see that that it's not moving, but that's also, it's funny because like in a sense that's support but it was support that I never articulated that I really needed well I had to figure that by yeah. then I was like oh okay now I get it so I was yeah. like look while we waiting on the fool here I'm gonna drive around the parking lot and I just drove you know as fast as I could and I was like look is the bed moving and you were like no it's not moving and then we still get to Lincoln Drive and I'm like oh my god it's sliding yeah but I, I would I love being supportive you know what I mean mm-hmm. like that's something that I really do enjoy doing so and you show up for me like honestly like nine times out of ten you show up for me and that one time it's probably when I'm not naming something can but- I ask you this because mm-hmm. you're pretty good at supporting me hell yeah do you I'm think- a psychic 
<laughs> That's what I was gonna ask. Is it that you think that I don't either I don't hide as much or do you think you're just not nah. easier to read? Nah. I've been a supporter most of my life. So I know what it looks like to individually support somebody. And like I know that's like low key patting me on the back, but I take a lot of time to try to support you. You're also not as complex as me a lot in a lot of ways. Um when it comes to like intimacy when it comes to and like intimacy not like you know sex but like just like intimacy in general like i'm a person who i'm like stop touching me why are you touching me you're like hug me let's hug like you know like you're you're more open in a lot of other ways and Mm -hmm. so it's easier for me to see and acknowledge when you need support like you're the first person to be like hey i need this i'm like hmm you it's gonna take a long time for me to tell you that so i think you are more in a sense in tune with your needs and you articulate them different than i do and i think sometimes it's more clear so therefore while i am a psychic it also makes it (laughs) it also makes it easier for me yeah yeah i would say i would i would agree with all of those things i think i'm very easy to read like most people I think most people. You think. are very easy. like when I'm irritated. It shows when I'm sad. It shows when I'm irritated and sad and happy. It all shows up the same way. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, that's true, babe. <laughs> that's true. All right, what we got? No, I think I'm honestly like I'm. I feel a lot better uh, with this conversation just in general because the idea of vulnerability, like. It's one of, it's not, it wasn't at the forefront of our relationship, if that makes sense, right? Like, you learn this partner. Oh, my God, you identify someone you like. Oh, my gosh, you're dating them. Oh, my gosh, you're, like, a couple. Oh, my, but all that time, you're typically growing to be more vulnerable with them. That wasn't our, um, our experience. And I think that's okay, too, because for some folks, <laughs> for color girls who are harder to love, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, my God, they... <laughs> It's a new play. It's a brand new play. No, but for some people who that's not their experiences. Like, you got folks who are, like, who grew up and folks who have been abused. Folks who have, you know, um, very difficult experiences to understand. Like, I want them to know. Like, while I don't, I have some experiences. I don't have them all. But I want folks to know that, like, you can, vulnerability may not be the first check thing you check off to loving somebody or um assisting you in falling in love with somebody it wasn't vulnerability right if i was comfortable but it wasn't vulnerability <laughs> so as we close out like i want to say one of the things like you have here on our list of like topics and stuff you know growing up i always heard stuff like um my mom would say stop those uh crocodile tears mm. or like what what are those crocodile tears going to do or you know something like stop that crying what is that going to change and mm-hmm. I think for the longest like that was my idea of vulnerability I don't want to show you how I feel because it's not going to change anything so I'd rather much focus on you know something I can do or say or fix you know to get to the end but I really like this space where we can just say okay this is how I feel um, and I think that that's really helpful is just acknowledging how we feel mm-hmm. and then moving on not like we gotta stay there forever but just a little bit longer just to get used to it what do you think like what can you think of any sayings or no my mom let me talk then what does that got to do with vulnerability though i don't know 
No, she ain't never told me to stop crying. I mean, sometimes she told me to stop crying, but she ain't mean I'm it. I'm not asking you that. I'm asking okay. you what she said to you about vulnerability. About vulnerability? She told me that basically the world should, like, care about everything I feel. And when I... So here's the thing. Literally, I was my mom's third child. She let me talk and process out loud. And every time I had feelings, she, for the most part, unless we're, like, in a grocery store or something, she embraced them, right? Mm-hmm. So when I got into the school... And everything, and my teachers were like, no, you can't talk when you want to. Raise your hand, all these things. And I'm like, oh, shit. I can't say and feel all the time. And so, like, it was confusing messages, if that makes sense. Like, uh, <laughs> legit. And I always talk about this because I also have a mom who told me to feel all I want. And then a dad who was like, yo, what's that? So, like, <laughs> it was so, it's so confusing. And there are the reasons why. Although, my therapist said that when you can name something, you're not supposed to blame your parents. But, <laughs> but it, it's, it was confusing. I guess that was, it was very confusing. Like, when I tell you my mom is this, like, socialite, oh, my gosh, feel everything. And my dad is, like, that, like, real stern hug. And you like, was that a hug or was that a hit on the back? Like, kind of, like, just very stern guy. It is very confusing. How do you operate in those spaces? And uh, this is why I am the way I am. I'm going to call them tomorrow. And it's okay. Maybe I shouldn't have brought that up. No. Because I think we was on a good run. <laughs> no. no, it's it's really funny though. But that, I mean, that was, that was my experience with vulnerability was having two parents who were complete opposite and having to figure out what spaces to show up and navigate in and all these other things. And for the most part, I lean on the side of we ain't going to be vulnerable because it's easier. Mm-hmm. Like if I went with everything my mom told me, my expectations are extremely high because if I call my mama crying, that lady will start praying and be like, oh my gosh, if I could give you the world, I would. Meanwhile, if I call my dad crying, he'd be like, what you need? You know, like, he'd be like, what, you need me to send you money, you need me to, like, you need me to come get you, like, what, what do, like, the immediacy of that, and that's not validating, and it's, it's not on him in some negative way, but it's not validating, so I lean on the side of, let me just not say what I need, because it may not work out in my favor, everybody can't talk to me for five hours like my mama, and everybody not gonna show up like my dad, so therefore, this is what it's kind of morphed into, um, and I'm okay with that because with you, I am actively working on kind of, so what kind of, what kind of vulnerability do you want to see? What do you want to be able to do? I want, you know, it's really funny. Um, and it's really like, I don't even know how to say this without laughing or actually laughing, but I want to be able to cry. Like I want to be able to feel something <laughs> Sounds like I'm like morbid looking, but like I want to be able to feel something and cry. So when I was like, I had anxiety and like I went upstairs and you parked the car, like I want to be able to like literally while I was there tying that last little knot, I wanted to cry. And I was like, no, Tamika, Kevin raised you. You got this. You won't cry. And then I took my ass upstairs in the bathroom and cried. But that, like, I want to be able to emote in that way if it shows up physically if it shows up by me having to speak through something if it shows up by me needing a hug like I want to be able to ask for what I need as well as present my feelings however it shows up in my body if it shows up through anxiety if it shows up through tears like I don't frustration is easier than all of those other things Excuse me, or anger is easier than all of those other things. I don't want that part anymore. I've had that part for so long. I don't want it. 
And I think that to recognize that is a blessing in itself because I've never been like that before. Um, but that's what I want to do. And I'm like, I'm excited to kind of like explore. That don't mean next time I got to cry, I'm going to cry in front of you. That don't mean that. I, which I have. I mean, I have cried in front of right. you. We've cried together, you know? Um, but I want to be able to do it and feel, I do feel safe most of the time. If I'm crying in front of you, I feel safe. Um, so I that's think it's different too. when you feel like I'm what's blocking your way from doing something. That's true. It's a little, if it's about somebody else, it's been so much easier. But when mm-hmm. it's, you know, something that's between the two of us. Because I, I have very high standards for you, but I also don't give you all the tools you need to support me. So it's like, it's twofold. It's not just you. It's not just me. It's like this. I told you my my thing is that I'm going to start asking you how do you feel yeah over and over until you actually tell me you know it's funny mm-hmm. you know how much I love freaking feelings charts and I'll I'll pull it up for you and I'll be like identify a feeling right. and I'll do that for myself well that's the that's that's why I said ask you over and over am I a hypocrite sometimes but hey, that's okay baby you answered that way too quick I say that that was a bit too much. It's just that was a lot. Just listen to what Let's I'm saying. No, I'm I don't. I think you're used to saying what you don't like about something, not mm-hmm. how you feel about it. And that's why I'm gonna ask you. Mm-hmm. I agree. What about for you when it comes to, like, hmm, what's something you need that'll help you like grow in your vulnerability? I think that mine is a lot of individual work. Mm-hmm. In a sense, because um, for me to really deal with vulnerability, I have to not be defensive. Mm-hmm. And I think, especially with me and you, or you and I, um, you and I, forever and always. I don't know that song. Baby, yeah. Avant? No, I'm sorry. Oh, Baby, I can't name one of his songs. I know he's the person that sings. Sis. Also, when I was in Relish, I was playing Luther, and I downloaded so many of his songs, as well as Ruben Stutter. This is my song. Okay, to make it stay focused. 2004. I'm going to turn it off. How you want to threaten me? That was, I was being vulnerable with my music. You were not. All I'm saying is, I need to not be defensive. Yeah. That's my main thing. I hear that. Because it's, I cannot talk to anybody, clearly, when I'm pissed off. And mm-hmm. so I need to, like, take a moment to realize what the issue really is. I need to get yeah. to the bottom line because talking about, you know, surface things does not help. Arguing you about how you was tired in the bed was not going to help me. I needed to know what was really the problem. Yeah. And that's my main thing. And it's, sometimes it's hard for me to work through my own history in that area. And the more I'm able to do that, you know, the better communicator I'll be. Yeah. I hear you. So what's like, to, to wrap it up in a sense, because I want to um, say something before we wrap up, but to wrap it up in a sense, what's a time when you were able to be vulnerable with me and you felt good about it? I think a lot of times you have opened up the floor. Granted, I will say that I am pretty, because I look vulnerable, it's probably a lot easier for you to give me How do you give yourself it? a compliment when we you were supposed to You do the same me? thing. You didn't ask me to compliment. Okay. Uh, maybe you did. <laughs> Um, I think you're really good at definitely in the area of work. Um, you give me space. You'll say, how do you feel? Did that bother you? Um, you know, you definitely ask me how I feel. 
Mm-hmm. And to me, that's about emotions. So that's giving me space to be vulnerable and inviting me into a conversation. Um, and yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it's when like, something I didn't know I need that you do is like, you'll be close to me. Like you'll like, it's typically like if we're talking or something, like we're already in close proximity, but like you'll be close to me and you'll like, it's not always about physical touch, but it's about like the proximity. Like you're not like across the room and we're talking, like you come in for the conversation and that has always like made me feel safer because we're not like also no heads shall be higher than kings but like (laughs) um, like if you sit down or if I ask you to sit down like um this may be extended a little bit more but it's always funny when I'm like can you sit down you're like no I need like you tell me what you need in that Mm -hmm. moment but more often than not if I'm asking you to sit down you do it and it's not about power or control or anything it's just about I'm used to you being in close proximity to me when we're having difficult conversations and it's helped me um in terms of safety in terms of um I don't know just like a connection yeah so that that's definitely been helpful and it's funny because I just thought about that on the fly so I didn't even know if I needed that but that was I appreciate you look at you sis look at you <laughs> loving me right look at you What's your mom? <laughs> but no just to kind of wrap it up um going back to the activity that I talked about before Shanae and I are definitely going to do it but um, I would definitely suggest, like, if you are in a relationship or not in a relationship, um, using a piece of paper, it could be a composition book, your journal, whatever you have. Um, I would suggest not using your phone only because um, of lines, unless you can make a chart. But writing the word vulnerability at the top, and then one column is when you're vulnerable, I feel, and then the other column is I need. So thinking about vulnerability in both of those um, instances so that you are able to identify um, and name what you feel and what you need. But hopefully, if you have a partner right now, you're able to do that with them and kind of swap and talk about that. If you don't have a partner, you know going into your next relationship what you feel and what you need um, in order to be able to clearly articulate that and garner that support from a partner. Um, So I'm excited to do that with you. It'll be fun. This is literally how we maintain our relationship. Things like this. Um, Because we like it. But thanks for tuning in, y'all. And we will talk to y'all next time. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye. He's so cute.